Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Revlick and thank you for joining me. One of the things that we've uh, focused on in the Critical Line Item series, obviously for the reasons because it's the most current and the most impactful of issues right now, is the issue of the pandemic um, brought about by coronavirus. It's impacting on business in many different ways. It's impacting on people being able to sell it, and also people being able to buy. It's impacting on people uh, being able to uh, you know, build build their business. Everything is slowed down. What I'd like what we're doing today in this particular podcast is looking at what uh, some companies are doing to try and get businesses into a position where they're able to diagnose employees and keep their employment environment, their workplace environment, as safe from infection as possible. In other words, risk mitigation. Uh, joining me today is uh, Dr. Scott Allison, who's with the Workplace Medical um, Group. He will be talking to us uh, about what his organisation does and some of the innovations that are coming through in engineering and medical science to help businesses detect uh, whether or not people are unwell as they come to the office. Scott, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Tom. Absolute pleasure. Now, you may not be known by some of the people who listen to this podcast. Would you mind letting people know where you've come from? You know, What would your career look like if you had to... Uh, noted down on the back of an envelope. Uh, yeah, sure. So my background is in um, clinical medicine. So I'm a general practitioner by trade, um, but I've had a bit of experience over the years working in different sectors. So uh, the public health system for a number of years, um, the private sector, which is where I am currently, as well as the Australian Defence Force, um, all in the in the healthcare um, sphere. Okay, that's interesting. But are there any particular differences in the way that uh, you, any differences you observed throughout the the various sectors? Um, in respect to um, healthcare delivery, or in, in in respect to healthcare healthcare delivery and how how, how things kind of work. Um, yeah, the I mean, obviously, the, the public system and certainly the defence force are um, big machines. So um, a lot of the the strategies that we, we implement in, in those organisations can take a little while to, to get off the ground. Um, the private system it seems to be a little bit more agile in, in its um, uh, in how it responds to some of these, you know, these threats. Okay. Mm. That's great. Now, the, um, what we're uh, seeing at the moment in uh, the environment is a lot of focus on uh, COVID-19. Now, you will have seen some of this from a clinical standpoint. Uh, before we get on to what you're doing at the moment with you know, Workplace Medicine Australia, what is the... what how are you seeing the COVID-19 situation at the present time in, in general? Yeah, it, look, it's a really interesting um, time and there's, a, and there's certainly a lot of uncertainty um, 
here in Australia as well as throughout the world. Um, it, it seems to be that we we certainly were able as a nation to be able to implement some of the um, strategies to you know flatten the curve and and quarantine and self isolate early on in the p- pandemic, um, and and that was successful and that's evidenced by the low numbers we have we have had. Um, but as most people would be aware from the news in recent weeks, um, there seems to be sort of a potentially what what they're terming a second wave happening, certainly in some of the southern states, um, Victoria um, and and now little pockets in New South Wales. Um, so certainly this has sort of um, put, put these sorts of things at the forefront, um, again, in people's minds. In uh, one of the things that a, a, a GP, in fact, my GP once said to me when... I had a, a sprained ankle. I'm particularly stubborn, which he knew. <laughs> um, and he, he said to me, look, the toughest thing to prescribe is rest. Um, uh, one of the things that, uh, the only reason I mentioned that is um, it seems to me that people are finding it difficult to listen to the prescription of self-isolation and removing yourself from, you know, groups of people as a part of managing this particular virus. Am I being unfair in suggesting that? No, I think I think that's pretty accurate. Um, and I think initially there was uh, quite a lot of concern and, and fear in people's minds and, and we were probably better at, at doing those, um, those things early on. Um, I do worry that since the threat has become a little bit... Um, more abstract um, to us as a nation, or certainly uh, where I am in Queensland, um, that maybe there is a little bit of complacency. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully we can we can go back to doing some of those things really well because we know you know that we that we can and and it works. Yeah, it it, uh, it just struck me that what we seem to be observing is precisely that. Some uh, when when. Reopening began, people's mindset might have changed a bit, mm. and then that creates some problems, and it and it's bound to create some issues when people start uh, going back to work, irrespective of where they are in Australia. Now you you're at Workplace uh, Medicines Australia. Uh, there's a lot of work you appear to do from having a bit of having a look at what you've. Uh, what you've done in helping companies work through issues. Mm-hmm. What are the what are you presently looking at in relation to to COVID? Because COVID COVID has got multi dimensions. There are many dimensions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you dealing with that in terms of the the various corporate clients you've got? Yeah. So what we sort of identified quite early on in the um, in the COVID pandemic was that there were a lot of industries that um, were either essential or needed at least in some capacity to continue um, functioning. Um, and there weren't any robust uh, risk mitigation um, uh, procedures that, that people were putting into some of these organizations. And I think it led to um, certainly some of the, the things you would have seen in the news with um, certain banking organisations where there would be an isolated case or a couple of cases and 
the whole office or organization would need to shut down for weeks, uh, sorry, days at a time. Um, so we came up with the concept of, of putting some sort of evidence-based screening program um, into some of these corporate organizations um, to identify sick workers before they were able to um, enter the workplace and put you know, other workers at risk. Um, so yeah, do, do you want me to continue on from explaining the, the protocol? I think the protocol would be interesting because I, I do think the, uh, the way in which the, the, uh, the things you're doing work and how, how they work mm. uh, would be interesting. So it, I, I'm sure people would want to know more about that. Yeah, sure. So um, essentially uh, what it is, is, as I mentioned, it's a screening before the worker enters the workplace. Um, and it's based on yeah. a couple of things. Um, one is using thermal imaging technology to identify workers with a fever, so with a raised um, core body temperature. Um, we also ask um, three uh, screening questionnaires regarding symptoms, travel, contact with, with COVID cases. Um, and from those, um, those two screening um, parameters, um, a, a worker can be flagged. Um, and from there, the flagged worker is, is moved um, to the side and they have a, an immediate consultation, uh, tele-consultation with a, with a doctor, so with one of our WMA doctors. Um, so from there, we essentially figure out or triage the patient into where they need to be seen. And that, that, could, be, uh, that could be at the hospital if they were really unwell. Um, that could be by their local doctor or fever clinic, uh, or if they just had mild symptoms, um, potentially just over the phone with the WMA doctor um, and, and advice to go home and, and to present to a hospital if they became more unwell. So the, the concept of the, the screening was twofold, was to ensure the safety of workers and, and ensure that employees were, were seeing that their organisations were doing something proactive. Um, but also from a, um, an employee management side of things, making sure that uh, workers were staying away from work for the correct amount of time based on current guidelines, um, but also not staying away longer than they needed to be. Um, so to ensure maximum productivity as well as you know, maximum safety, I guess. Now, Scott, one of the c c critical issues here uh, as well, uh, and you'd know this from from your work it isn't just um, the screening to make sure that you're not letting people in who really should be in bed, mm. but uh, crudely put, of course, uh, but there are other, other things that, that companies need to do. I mean, we know that there, be, there will be a period when someone who may contract COVID is um, asymptomatic. They may not, you know, they may not show symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing with clients or talking to clients about in terms of the internal part of the company because screening is one thing that's one measure uh, but you've also got communal eating areas you've got other communal areas inside that perhaps need to be thought about as people more uh, as people go back to the office Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that's the kind of the other role <clears throat> that we have with um, the organisations that we consult with is, with is essentially a medical advisory role. Um, so helping them plan um, their workplaces and their workflows to minimise, you know, the risk of, um, you know, transmission of things like COVID, but other also other infectious respiratory illnesses like colds and flus. Um, so we're able to give advice around that. Um, we, we also work with employers um, regarding, as you alluded to, that some workers will um, become infected with COVID. So figuring out exactly what timeframes are considered safe and what things need to happen before that worker can, you know, essentially enter back into the workforce, which is the, um, you know, obviously the end, end goal. What are the uh, what are the measures that anyone listening to this particular uh, podcast can can sort of reflect on if they're an employee or they're an employer? What are the things that they could be doing better in the workplace to to minimise um, the spread of something like COVID? Well, just essentially make it make it less risky for even people to catch a cold along the way because that's what we're talking about isn't it yeah absolutely um yeah i guess there's a few general general me measures that uh most workplaces are probably already implementing um and a lot of that is around um you know maintaining social distancing with within uh workplaces so between staff members um that sort of thing ensuring that there's um adequate access to, to hand sanitizer um potentially a, a roster of cleaning down surfaces, places where we know is a common um, areas of, of respiratory viruses and pathogens to live. Um, all of those sorts of things are, are pretty general measures. Um, and then I guess more tailored is, is dependent on the actual workplace itself. Um, and that's, off, that's where, you know, we can come in. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it would also depend on uh, how many uh, employees there are and, and sort of the scope of uh, a workplace. Because if it's a small office, it's going to be a lot easier to to manage. One would hope. Yeah, absolutely. Than than a, a larger organisation like a bank or a, um, a supermarket chain mm -hmm. or, or you know a mining company, for example. Um, one of the things we, I mean, when we talk about the, the thermo screening that you've got uh, in uh, in the mind at the moment and what employers should be thinking about, uh, what sort of company would that be suitable for? Um, look, to be honest, there's, there's lots of different options with the thermal scanning that can be quite um, basic and rudimentary all the way from a handheld thermometer for, you know, that costs $100 to um, quite sophisticated um, fixed thermal cameras that can actually scan large crowds of people as they enter, um, enter through a workplace that's being implemented in um, uh, Melbourne Metro. Um, so, you know, and that's, in the realms of thousands of dollars. So there, there's really a, um, an option for any sized workplace. Um, it, it just differs in, in its sophistication and, and how many people, the thorough, the, the thoroughfare, um, for each technology. 
Okay, so if you're a smaller entity and you you don't need the sort of the flashy detection type um, technology, but a smaller handheld type technology would suffice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there is there a um, is there a, a a link to the shall we say the um, computer devices and that sort of thing where people can have their their, the temperatures of staff recorded or does that need to be done manually? Um, Is is there a a what, sorry, Tom? If you've got, I mean, in the case of the the more fancy um, screening um, option, that links up to a computer device. Oh, sure, yeah, um, it does, so... Uh, But with with the the smaller ones here, with the smaller uh, devices, uh, Scott, is there any... Bluetooth or other other way in which the temperatures can be recorded. Um, with the simpler devices, I, I guess the the way you'd record it would probably just be jotting it down in a in a record book of some type. Um, yeah, that would be suitable okay. for us. Quite a you know a small office or a, a small workplace. Um, the more sophisticated systems um, actually create an um, a digital appointment for that patient. And and notifications sent to the to WMA as well as to their to their organisation. So yeah. Okay, so that, that if they hit thirty seven point five or thirty eight, mm-hmm. uh, let's assume they hit thirty eight. Um, the tr- the technology will trigger a message to go from the system in the business over to HR and then then um, Workplace Medicine Australia gets a message too. Mm-hmm. Correct, yep. Um, and we're okay. in the process of having that as uh, um, automated. So the, the trigger will, the, the flagged worker will be, um, uh, it will trigger um, and an appointment will be automatically created. Um, and that worker will have, you know, essentially an immediate tele, uh, teleconsultation with a with a medical doctor. Okay, that that's that's quite interesting because in any, and there will also be some sort of visual identification technology at play as well to be able to to pick up the employee and and match them with any photograph that might be on their security pass, for example, right? That's right. So it actually, um, the more sophisticated systems actually take a photo of the worker um, and send that in the email to the um, delegate within the organisation. Um, and so that that worker is identified based on, on, on their, their photo, essentially, but there will be some alarms um, sound so that w- the worker also knows straight away that they need to you know, move off to the side and to the isolation area. Um, where they'll um, have their teleconsultation. Okay. Now, Scott, there will be people who listen to this conversation or they hear about the the thermal reading technology, uh, whether it be on television or elsewhere. What's the best way of learning more about the work that your organisation does? Um, so we have a website that, that 
details, um, goes into a bit more detail about our COVID screening protocol. Um, that can be found at workplacemedicine.com.au. Um, but okay. further to that, probably getting in touch with us and, um, and, and we're able to, to send out some much more detailed information about the services that we provide and the different technology that we provide. Is there anything else that uh, Workplace Medicine Australia does that we haven't actually covered uh, uh, that you'd want to highlight? Because well, I do know that you do a range of things from, from my own research. Yeah, so the other um, part to our business is um, corporate health um, or corporate health and wellness. Um, so we work with organisations in um, doing preventative health screening for their employees um, we also offer um, executive health um, and concierge medicine for um, for executives. Um, that's sort of the other sort of arm to our to our business ordinarily. Okay. In terms of engaging with corporate, Scott, yeah. uh, does that uh, does that involve uh, things like uh, doing annual cholesterol checks and that sort of thing? to a workplace to make sure people are looking after themselves? What does that involve? Yeah, so essentially doing um, sort of doing an annual checkup um, like they would get with their, their local doctor, um, but a lot more comprehensively um, and, and offered often in, in their workplace. Um, so a lot of employers will, will offer it as a, as a service or as a, um, just something that they offer their employees. Um, and we look at yeah. things like their blood pressure, their cholesterol. Um, we might do a skin check, different risks for different age people, but um, focusing on that preventative aspect. And it'll and uh, I know that was something that happened when I was in a in a workplace a long time uh, a while back, um, and it meant meant that you didn't need to go and get. Uh, get on a train and visit your local GP if it was only a, a general once over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't do that. Um, you know, they don't have the time or or for whatever reason. So it's a good um, way to make sure their workers are staying healthy. And um, you know, the the more the, or the healthier they are, the less likely they are to become unwell and have days off work and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Okay, Scott, look, thank you uh, so much for joining me. I've been talking to Scott Allison, who's from Workplace Medicine Australia. They've been looking at how companies, uh, how organisations can implement thermo technology to assist people for, uh, to assist the risk of people having COVID-19 in the workplace. Scott, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. Uh, look forward to talking to you another time. Thanks. So